Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny with you here, presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard a good recap of the top story of this day from Kevin. That Deshaun Watson, this is the easy part. He has been suspended the first six games of the upcoming NFL season by a retired former federal judge by the name of Sue L. Robinson, as was probably predictable, regardless of what her ruling was. No one seems happy with it. It is believed that Deshaun Watson and his camp, if you will, feel that this was too significant of a penalty. And it is believed that the National Football League, and I think many people connected to this, were expecting a much harsher penalty. It is a thought that the league wanted an indefinite suspension of a minimum of one year and then on from there. So that was the delta that we were dealing with. The decision has been made, at least for the moment. And again, most important here, uh, the NFL has three days. Roger Goodell and the league have three days to decide whether or not they will appeal this decision. If they do, then it goes directly to the commissioner or to his designee. So we may be at the end of this process and we may not be anywhere near the end. So that's where we stand. Let me bring Diana Rossini, my NFL insider extraordinaire, into the conversation because, Diana, we've had this information now for about an hour and 40 minutes. And I know you have been speaking to so many people across the league. Give everybody a sense of the things you're hearing in reaction to the announcement today. Yeah, it's certainly a busy day around the league, and you're getting tons of different opinions from sources with the Browns. I spoke with sources close to Watson, and those just in the NFL who obviously are are watching this to see, because, you know, we know that this is the first time that the NFL appointed a neutral party here to make a disciplinary decision here. So um, we have a a lot of eyes on this. So let's just start with the Watson side of this. Spoke with sources there. And they believe six games is too much. They respect this decision. They, they're not going to fight it. Um, we, we knew this yesterday when, when it came out that the NFLPA, you know, they, they have the right to appeal it, uh, especially under the new personal conduct policy, which was, uh, you know, adopted back in 2020. But they issued that statement on Sunday saying that they're going to respect Robinson's ruling. They won't appeal uh now, for the NFL, we know we, this is what we're doing now. We're all just waiting to see, and I can tell you I'm trying to find out what the decision has been, if they're going to appeal this or not. Uh, because I will say, around the league, there is a sense that this was a really light suspension. Watson's camp, of course, thinks it's heavy. Lots believe that this is just a little too light in terms of the information that's out there. So the Browns, they feel that this was pretty much spot on. Um, I spoke with a Brown source this morning to try to get an idea of what their plan is today in terms of handling all the news. Deshaun Watson in the building. He's allowed to practice. Um, so that's fine. Uh, he's going to be with the team um, until the start of the season. And they'll continue to, to, to sort of work through this as they wait to see if the NFL will appeal. But right now we just have to wait. They've got three days to do it. They've got to put it in writing. Uh, and so we all wait, Greeny. Uh, Diana Rossini is with us. I, I will go through the mechanics in a minute here for the audience that's just joining us of how the suspension works and when he's eligible to practice and all that kind of stuff in a minute. But, but Diana, while I have you, you said an interesting thing on Get Up, and I wanted to come back to it. You said that of the people you were talking to, one of the concerns you were hearing raised was the way female fans, which is an incredibly important and rapidly growing 
um, P, uh, base of, of consumer for the sport, whatever the word I'm looking for is there. There's concern for the way this will be received um, by women who are fans of pro football. What, what more can you tell us about those conversations that you had? The conversation was just about the fact that the league really wants to hold players and their men uh, to a really high standard. And image is very critical right now. And look, Greeny, we can discuss whether or not this is really important right now, image, right? Because there, there were some serious allegations here. Um, but if this league wants to keep growing the female fan base, there's a thought that the league needs to step in here because six just isn't enough. I've been talking to some sources close to Deshaun Watson, and they're, they're, they are very emotional about this because they stand by the idea that he did not do anything. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I'm getting text messages as I'm talking to you on the radio from people on Watson's camp, mm-hmm. um, just continually hammering the same point, which is uh, that he does not believe he did anything wrong, which is why we, we can have conversations about women. We can talk about, you know, the fact that, that three women now, both district attorneys and the judge made rulings, uh, you know, about this. So, um, you know, for, for, from the Browns' perspective, Greeny, I can tell you I've had multiple conversations with Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, about all of this and, and those associated with the team. And, and this was not an easy process uh, going back to the day they, they, they signed. And, and we know that, that ownership did speak. Uh, right, right when Watson joined the team, we have not heard from them soon. I was told we could perhaps be hearing from them um, today. So um, there's still more to this. I know we, we hear the six games and we're already probably wanting to move on and say, all right, they got the Ravens. Jacoby Brissett's going to take over until Deshaun gets back. But there's still an opportunity here where that number could change. But from what I was told, the Watson's camp for now, they are not appealing. Diana Rossini with the very latest. Outstanding work as always, Di. Thank you. If you hear anything else you think we should know, please call us immediately and we'll check back with you. That's Diana Rossini. We'll have Shefty coming up in a few minutes as well as we continue to react to this and, and bring you the latest on what is a complicated story. My name is Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, a triple threat of protection with home, auto, and more. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, Deshaun Watson has continually denied all wrongdoing and has said he has no regrets for any of his actions during the massage sessions. He also said he cooperated with the NFL's investigation and answered every question truthfully that he was asked by the league's investigators. I have a hashtag Hembo and hashtag Nuno uh, in with us today for their perspective. And, And this isn't the only story we'll cover, but it's certainly in the immediacy by far the most important. Um, in that it just happened within the last two hours. Let me go through, as I promised, the mechanics of the way this thing is going to work. So the NFL has three days to decide whether or not it will appeal this suspension. If it does, then this goes into a whole other area. Then Roger Goodell himself or his designee will hear an appeal. And that, I don't want to say restarts the entire process, but it certainly creates a whole new level of things that need to take place. Let's put that to the side for a moment. If that happens, then we are essentially at the beginning of an entirely new process or new procedure. If the league decides not to, then we are at the end of that process, the end of that procedure, and here's what will happen. Deshaun Watson will be suspended the first six games of the season. 
He will be allowed to continue to work with the team, to practice with the team, do everything else fully normally until the season begins. That would include playing in preseason games, and he may do that because he didn't play a single game all of last year. We don't know that one way or the other yet. Either way, he will be eligible to do all of those things. Then the season will begin. He has a six-game suspension. Under the new collective bargaining agreement, 50% of that, so the first three games, he will not be allowed to practice with the team at all. He will essentially be um, away from everyone and everything. For the second half of the suspension, so three weeks leading up to his eligibility, he will be allowed to practice with them. They'll have to play games without him, but he'll be practicing. How they'll handle that, of course, would remain to be seen. But then the expectation, and I asked Jake Trotter this question, our Browns reporter, live on Get Up this morning, is the plan that he immediately steps in as your starter week seven? And Jake said, yes, that is the plan. So he'll have three weeks to practice, and then he will step in immediately as the starting quarterback. I believe that's a game against the Ravens in that seventh game. So that's, that's what we know. Those are the things we know. What we know is easy. There's a lot of gray area here, and that's what's much more complicated. Now, Hembo, my right-hand man, you were with me all through our preparation for Get Up Today and all through the show today. What are the important things you think that we got from that that the audience that is just joining us needs to hear? Well, I, th- I think the general reaction has been fairly similar across the board here, and it's that Deshaun Watson and the Browns got off easy, candidly. And given that the uh, NFLPA preemptively put out a statement yesterday saying that we should accept this discipline coming down the pike and move on. It demonstrates to me that they think they got away with one, too. And so I would be stunned, candidly, if there was not much more to the story. With three days here for Roger Goodell to act, I'd be really surprised if he did not, given the fact that the recommendation was at least a year and then apply for reinstatement. The fact that six games was the discipline levied, there's a huge difference between the two. I, I, I think we're more towards the middle of this story than the end. Well, I, I think you said it well this morning. You said Sue L. Robinson acted like a judge. And candidly, that's the right thing for her to do, I think. She was appointed to be an independent viewer of, this, of, of the facts and to take out the emotion. The NFL is going to have business considerations at the front of, of every decision mm. they make. And they should not be expected to do otherwise. They're a business. The Players Association are going to have the best interests of their players exclusively in their front and center, and that's exactly what they should do. Their entire reason for being is to represent the interests of their members, of their players. Someone who has no emotional attachment in theory, this is an issue that is emotional, right? So the issues here uh, of, of what he was accused of doing and all of that, those bring up emotion. But the way they should be handled, or one could argue the way they should be handled, is no different than the way one would handle any other disciplinary mm. matter. And whatever precedent is being set here is going to be the precedent going forward. So if you say to yourself, well, they should have taken into account, she, meaning Sue L. Robinson, should have taken into account the way everyone feels about this, then you're suggesting you want that to be taken into account all the time when decisions are being made. And that's not what judges do. Mm. So don't ask a judge to do a job if you don't want her to do it the way a judge would do it. I believe if you went out there, if both sides, because ultimately the fans don't get to decide this, the the league and the Players Association got to decide who was going to be the independent uh, decision Mm -hmm. maker here. And they went out and they got a judge. And they both decided that was the right approach. 
So if you can ask a judge to do a job, you cannot then turn around and say, well, my, my real criticism of her is that she did this the way a judge would do it. We said we wanted a judge to be independent, to, to view this independently. I'm not suggesting that I think this was the right or the wrong ruling. What I'm saying is I cannot sit here without having read all of the, the um, evidence that she had at her disposal and say she made any obvious mistake here. My emotions may be whatever my emotions may be. My understanding of the business consequence for this, the way Diana just laid out how this will um, be received by female fans of the sport and others. You don't have to be a woman to feel offended by this stuff, although it is obviously more personal. But one way or the other, I think she handled this like a judge, and I think that's what they wanted. So I'm not sure where the room is for complaint. Well, she obviously viewed this through a somewhat narrow lens, right? based upon her background and experience, the NFLPA in reacting to, well, in preemptively reacting to the discipline did so as well. But the NFL has way more variables with which to consider. And that's why I'd be really surprised if this process was over because the optics of this, right, which is just on the surface, the exact same figure as a PED suspension is just not going to fly with the average fan around the league, especially with the ever important female fan. I, this to me seems like the, the sort of the middle here, not the end based upon all the other variables at play. Well, you may very well be right. That, that part of it, I'm not sure of. In fact, if I had to bet on it, mm-hmm. I would guess about what will happen. I do think the league will, uh, will appeal this, but I can see few arguments for not doing so. One way or the other, let me pause briefly on that thought. Uh, we'll get Shefty in here next. Shefty will bring us the very latest um, and all the information you could possibly want. We'll have far more thoughts on this, and I promise that we will pay tribute to Bill Russell today as he most certainly deserves. Uh, One of the most important people in the history of sports died yesterday, and you have come to the right place if you want to hear plenty about that. I'll pause briefly. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We have enormous breaking news from the National Football League. Adam Schefter, the decision has been made. What can you tell us? Sue L. Robinson, the retired federal judge, handed down her decision. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for a PD violation. I think Zeke Elliott had six games for um, accusations of domestic violence, so there is no penalty that kind of goes back in time and has these women not experienced the things that they experienced, so there's no penalty that solves that. All right, that was part of the conversation over the last two hours on Get Up uh, on television today. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. And, and, of course, you heard Adam Schefter there at the very beginning of it, breaking the news on our show that uh, Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. Shefty jumps in here with us live for a few minutes now, and I so appreciate your time, Shefty, on, on what I know has got to be an incredibly busy morning for you. Catch everybody up, assuming that there are people who are, are just have heard bits and pieces of this. Um, what does everyone, what should everybody know about this decision today and where it all goes from here? Yeah, great question, Greeny. I think where we're at right now is the retired former judge, Sue L. Robinson, has ruled that Deshaun Watson violated the personal conduct policy and has suspended him six games, no fine. And so now the decision, being that the NFLPA said on Sunday night that it would not appeal any decision that was handed down, no matter what it was, really belongs to the NFL. And the NFL has three days in which to determine whether or not to appeal the judge's ruling. The appeal would either go to Roger Goodell or his designee. Now, the interesting part about this, Greeny, is that back in 2020, when the NFL and the NFLPA did the new collective bargaining agreement, there were people around the league, many owners, who felt that the league had gotten too involved in disciplinary proceedings, legal matters, and that the league should be removed from that sort of process, which is why the NFL and NFLPA jointly appointed Sue L. Robinson to hear cases just like this one. Now, the NFL was pushing for a year-long suspension for Deshaun Watson. So it cannot be happy about the result today handed down six games for Deshaun Watson, no fine. Deshaun Watson's camp actually believes it's too much. That Deshaun Watson, he has maintained all along, has not done anything wrong. Despite the fact that he has settled 23 of the 24 outstanding civil lawsuits against him. And so you've got Watson feeling like this punishment is too great, even though he is willing to live with it. And you've got the NFL unhappy with the decision and now facing the prospect of having to decide whether or not to appeal it. Now, if it appeals it, now it gets really messy and it gets personal and it becomes prolonged and it winds up in court and it hangs over the NFL season so this is a big decision that the NFL has, and I also wanted just to point out a couple other things. I know a lot of people saying, how could Calvin Ridley get a year, DeAndre Hopkins six games, and Deshaun Watson only six games? Well, Sue L. Robinson did not rule on those cases. The NFL did. This is the first case that she ruled on. 
The other thing to note is that this was a woman judge. There were two district attorneys, females, that also declined to um, pursue charges against Deshaun Watson. So we now have three women ruling uh, in his favor, oddly enough, right? There are a lot of factors that arouse a lot of emotions in this particular case. It spans the gamut. It's all across the board. In this particular case, Sue L. Robinson reviewed the evidence that the NFL presented. The NFL presented only four women, despite the fact that this case has gone on for nearly two years, despite the fact that there were, according to the New York Times, over 65, 66 women making accusations, 24 civil lawsuits that we know about. So there are all these women, all these allegations. The fact of the matter is there were only four women that the judge reviewed evidence from. And this was what she based her decision on, that Deshaun Watson is suspended six games and that the NFL now has three days to file written appeal. Adam Schefter with us here with the very latest. Can you walk us to the best of your knowledge through how that would go from here then? Like the league, the, the, are they are they reviewing it? Like how will they make oh, yeah. this decision? Yeah. Well, this is, this is the most significant decision that the league will make in the next few days this week by far. And so... I called over to somebody in the league this morning shortly after this went right to voicemail because I could assure you that they are huddling up and reviewing whether they want to continue this case and challenge it and hope that the league gets closer to the discipline that it wanted, which was a year, or whether the league is going to respect the decision of the woman that they jointly appointed because they didn't want the responsibility and felt it was better off the league to have somebody else make these decisions. So now are you going to revert back to the process that drew criticism and prolong it? Or are you going to just say, while we disagree with the judge's decision, we will live with it and move forward? And that's what they're discussing this week. That's what they have until what Wednesday or Thursday to decide. And that'll be the next big step in the Sean Watson situation that has gone on for an awful long time right now. So I, 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 like everyone else, will be breathlessly following your Twitter feed to find out whenever that decision gets made. Shefty, you're the best. Thank you. If anything else big comes up, you let me know. Greeny, thank you. Appreciate it. Great job this morning. All right, you too. I'll see you later. That's Adam Schefter again, my inside, the insider extraordinaire, and, and uh, with the very latest there. And so he, here's what I'm going to say about this. If the NFL does... Um, I, I think that it has been a very important element of the new collective bargaining agreement. And I think it is to everyone's benefit that the NFL no longer decides discipline cases like this. And I think it's important that Shefty just pointed out, throw out the Calvin Ridley decision, throw out the DeAndre Hopkins decision, throw out the Tom Brady decision, throw out the Ray Rice decision, throw out every other decision that has ever been made prior to this one, because none of them were made under this new structure. This is being made by an ind- a mutually agreed upon independent human being. And I think that's an excellent idea, and it is in everyone's best interest. And what happens sometimes, and I think we all know this to be the case, when legal cases, high profile, super high profile, name the highest profile legal cases, whatever they may deal with. When those decisions are made, when verdicts are rendered, when rulings are made, frequently people don't like them. But we live with what the decisions are. And in most cases, or at least in some cases, we trust that the decisions are just. So 
I am very surprised. Now I'm just, this is just me talking. Mm. Very surprised that this was the decision that was reached. But I respect it because I think that a person who has exactly the right credentials to make the decision ruled in a way that seemed appropriate to her. There, there was something very specific that was sent to me by Jeremy Fowler that, that is in the ruling. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing all this as we speak here, but I can go back to this as one of the thousands of emails that has been sent to me today. Um, very specifically, where is it here, that, that the, um, well, I'll find it in a minute, uh, that, that whatever, I, I'm just, now I'm paraphrasing because I can't find the email, but that she took under advisement the league's belief that there should be a year-long suspension and decided that the evidence did not rise to that. Mm. That the evidence said, the, the evidence did not justify a punishment of that magnitude. Now, you and I may look at it and say, I believe, based upon what I think I know, that he should have been thrown out of the league. He should have been suspended for a year. This or that should have happened. I kind of think that too. But I respect that a person with the perfect credentials to make a decision had all the evidence presented to her by both sides and ruled this way. And I, I think that is good precedent for the league to have. I do not think they should be in the business of making these decisions themselves. And, and I'll give you the floor in a second on this, Embo, but I'll go all the way back. When the Ray Rice thing happened, which is where they, the league first got that wrong, and they, to some degree, have been chasing that perceptually from that moment forward. I said on Mike and Mike at the time, they should suspend him for a year and let the union fight it. Just suspend him for a year. You're done. Before the video came out, we saw him drag her out of an elevator. What did we think happened in there? So they should have just said, you're suspended for a year. Then let the union fight it. And if it got knocked down to 12 games or 8 games or 6 games or even the 2 games that it was, okay. At least you say, look, we, and I think the NFL can stand in front of its fans today and say, we presented our evidence. We believe it should have been a much harsher penalty. But an appropriate person made this decision based upon the evidence that was presented to her, and we abide by it. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing for them to say. Am I missing something in that? No, but what do you think is in better interest of the league? But that's not what should be decided here. Obviously, what's in better interest of the league is that he gets thrown out. Clearly. But is that fair? You're taking away a man's right to play, to, to, to pursue his living based upon what you think is best for other people. Now, again, I want to make it a thousand percent clear. I'm stunned that it wasn't a mm. harsher penalty. And if... I feel like based upon what I know, which is just what, what you read, I mean, what everyone else knows, I would have suspended him for a year for sure. I think an, an indefinite suspension of a minimum of one year, come back and check with me in a year and we'll see how we feel then, that would have been a perfectly reasonable, that would have been what I would have ruled, mm-hmm. and that's what I was expecting. But if a federal judge, and if you read her, I had her entire bio I sent to me again today so I could read through it. If you read all the cases she has decided over the course of her life, this is what she does. She determines what the evidence, where the, you should go where the evidence leads you. And, and if this is what she felt the evidence justified, then who am I to say it's not right? Well, she's also using in her background and her experience, a different burden of proof than the NFL has to, right? This is not a, 
His suspension well, length is not being decided in a court of law. No, but I think she's using whatever burden of proof she decided. Like this, she, this is a test case. Right. right? This, is, she's mm-hmm. the, this is the first of these cases ever. I assume she's using whatever burden of proof she feels is appropriate. No? So let me ask you this then. If you're, you, you've already told us what you think you would have done if you were in her shoes. Mm-hmm. Let me now put you in Roger Goodell's shoes. Would you be deferential to her decision? hoping that even though you might not agree with it, this will pour, sort of move the story forward and eventually put it to rest, at least in some sense? Or would you sort of stand by the, uh, you know, the, I guess, opinion that they had all along, which was that a year was much more appropriate, and since this does not even come close, we want to do that because we think that what he did isn't anywhere near you know, To be clear, games. while reminding everyone clearly that Regard, the, the NFL's ruling on this and how many games he suspended will not change the facts. It will not. Um, mm-hmm. It will not make things any better for anybody, and it will not undo whatever harm has been done. I think if you're the NFL, you look at this thing and you say, "If we now appeal this and change this, then the policy hasn't really changed. Mm. Then what we've actually put forward is the illusion." that an independent body is going to rule on our personal conduct decisions. But in reality, we're still going to decide. Mm. We, we will go through a, this farce, which is what you will be making of it. And I think that's what the NFLPA's statement of yesterday was. Most definitely. Which is, we're going to abide by this decision, and we ask you to abide by it, because if you don't, then why did we bother going through it in the first place? Well, if you can just say, we don't like this decision, so we're going to appeal it, and by the way, the appeal goes directly back to us, then we might as well have just cut out the middleman and ruled on this in the first place. There's also a 0% chance that if she had suspended him for a year, the NFLPA would have said that. Don't you think? Well, they said this last night. Uh, well, don't you think they had an idea this was coming, though? I'll tell you what I don't, and don't. I'll tell you why I hmm. don't. And they may have gotten some signals, yeah. but if they knew what the decision was, it would have leaked. Mm. Like, the fact that this thing didn't leak for as long as it did with every single reporter who covers the National Football League, mm. if everyone at the NFLPA knew what the decision was, you think this would have remained a secret until 8.20 this morning? That's a good point. So I don't think they knew. Now, do I think that they got some signal, maybe just from reading the body language of the judge during the proceedings? Maybe they had that in mind. Again, I want to make it clear that if indeed he did do the things that these women accused him of doing, it's, it's abhorrent. And the, 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 the football suspension and the impact on a football season of all this is the least important piece of all of that. But that's not where we are now. Where we are is both sides presented their evidence to a person who I believe is eminently qualified to make a reasoned decision, and she did. I mean, that, that's all I'm saying. So I, I get one side saying, oh, it's much too much, and the other side is saying it's much too little. I think that would have been the case no matter what the decision had been. Maybe so, but you would have thought that perhaps she would have split the difference then. Because what we have now is a chasm between what these two sides think, don't we? Well, so if it had been eight games instead of six games, would that have been splitting the difference? Probably so, or ten So games? those two games, then you think, are the dividing line between this was reasonable and this was not reasonable? Perhaps. I mean, there are, there are some people for whom any decision, regardless of how severe, would have been too light, right? But to me, six games is about as light as most anybody could have even guessed. I mean, six games to me seemed, again, apples to oranges. But this is the same as a PED suspension. And given how high profile a case this was, and if you read the details, how bad the allegations are, 
it's, it feels, it seems like a slap on the wrist, regardless of how you slice it, even if her process was just in I completely agree. It feels like a slap on the wrist. It feels like the punishment has definitively not mm. fit the crime. But if there is evidence that supports that, then why did she rule as she ruled? Do you know what I'm saying? Because she only took into account things that she knows she knows. Whereas before you said, based upon the things that we think we know, and those are two very different standards. Right. Two very different standards. But should we be making decisions based on what we think we know or decisions based on what we actually know? Do you know what I mean? I like, do. Like I, I, it's so complicated. I mean, this, it's one of the most complicated things I can ever remember coming up in the world of sports because I guess what I'm saying is I want to believe Sue L. Robinson did the right thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to believe. Even if it doesn't seem like the right thing to me, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't seem to me to be any obvious reason why she would have chosen otherwise. No, but I will say this. The NFL is in an infinitely better position having this be the discourse than it was with Ray Rice. They've at least moved the ball down the field to some sense and shielded themselves in some ways. And at minimum, that's a good thing for the sport moving forward. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. I'll take a brief break on that thought. Much more on this as we go. And again, uh, a lot of thoughts today on the passing of the legendary Bill Russell. Those are coming up. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We'll continue discussing the Deshaun Watson uh, decision in exactly 30 seconds. I will spend those 30 seconds 
Uh, with this word from ZipRecruiter, summer is packed with activities. If you're a business owner, you don't want to spend your free time sorting through unqualified candidates. Instead, you could be at a backyard barbecue with friends. That's why you need ZipRecruiter to find great candidates. They do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Again, if you're just joining us, the top story today, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Cleveland Browns, suspended the first six games of the NFL by an independent former judge uh, who heard the case and for on behalf of the NFL and the NFL Players Association. The National Football League has three days to decide whether or not it will appeal that decision. And Hembo, you were telling me that right now the names Calvin Ridley and Trevor Bauer are both trending. Uh, for those who don't understand why, explain why that would be. Calvin Ridley, a former receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, is suspended for at least the entire 2022 season. He is suspended for the entire season indefinitely and will have to apply for reinstatement because over a five-day period in November, he bet on football games on his phone. So that was the reason why Calvin Ridley will be out the entire season. Trevor Bauer, meanwhile... Mm-hmm. Do, do no, know? I was going to say, gambling, which we all... We've had this conversation about Pete Rose eight million times. It is very difficult to compare the magnitude of that sort of thing within sports to anything else. Mm. If one steps back and says... Calvin Ridley gambling on football games versus potentially sexually assaulting 25 women, no one in their right mind is going to compare the magnitude of those two things. Um, but we understand that historically sports has viewed gambling for understandable reasons as an extremely important consideration when it makes these kinds of decisions. Anyway, that's just what it is. Go ahead. No, and then Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that's, that's important context. With, with Trevor Bauer a former pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Bauer was suspended 324 games, the equivalent to two Major League Baseball seasons. That will cost him upwards of $60 million for a sexual assault that was also not criminally charged. So I supposed, obviously, there was considerably more evidence there for Major League Baseball to render their decision than it seems was available here with Deshaun Watson. But if you're just looking at those two circumstances side by side, one player suspended for two full seasons, uh, you know, $60 million that will cost Trevor Bauer. Deshaun Watson, at least as of now, scheduled to miss six games this season. And given the way that Browns structured his contract, he stands to lose less than half a million dollars. Yeah, he, he will lose... For, for lack of a better way of putting it, no money in this. The, the Browns, in one of the ways I believe that they were able to entice him to sign there instead of Atlanta or somewhere else that he might have preferred to go, was they structured his contract in such a way that his base salary in his first season is minuscule. It is $1 million. So while he has the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history, that is essentially unaffected by this, unimpacted. By this, so he'll lose whatever six games out of sixteen is whatever that is forty percent, thirty eight percent, a thirty eight percent of a million dollars. He'll lose three hundred eighty thousand dollars or something like that out of two hundred forty guaranteed million. That does feel galling, and that's something that I would hold against the organization. Mm. That 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 that's something that if I'm a fan and I'm looking at, I would say, so you, the Cleveland Browns, were were so interested in signing him that you were willing to make even in advance of a decision being made on his discipline from the league office you were willing to make the financial pain of it go away for him that's right 
And that part of it I don't like. I mean, looking at the contract details right now, language exists that will not forfeit signing bonus, which was upwards of $40 million, or avoid future guarantees, of which there are $230 million upon possible suspension. So that, that part of it stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's just something that if you're a Browns fan or any NFL fan, you have to deal with yourself. I, I suppose... All I can really say about this decision is that each person who is a fan of pro football will have to make up his or her own mind how, if at all, this is going to impact the way you feel about the league. Because the league strongly wanted a much more serious penalty to be handed down. And an independent person who, again, I, I is, I think eminently qualified to make this kind of decision has ruled she has spoken and i may not particularly like where she netted out and you may not either but the process feels like a reasonable one like that both sides get to present their evidence and then a retired former federal judge gets to decide what feels like justice so We'll see where it goes. Again, the NFL has three days to make a decision on whether or not it will appeal. That could be the beginning of an entirely different procedure. We'll see. We'll continue in a moment on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.